the network for the AV industry. What are you listening to? This. This is AV. This. This. This is AV Nation. This is AV Nation. This is EdTech, episode 24, recorded Wednesday, January 22nd, 2014, $1,000 an inch. This is EdTech, the education-focused show brought to you by the fine folks at AV Nation. Good afternoon. My name is Tim Albright. I'm your host. Uh, with us, as always, Mr. Scott Tyner. He's from Bates College in the great Northeast. How are you, sir? I'm doing excellent. Thanks for having me again today. Absolutely, sir. Uh, also with us, uh, his name is Greg Brown. He's from UCLA, but he's also the chair of the Technology Managers Council uh, at Infocom. How are you, sir? Hello, I am just fine, and thank you for the reminder. I'll try and look up our next meeting by the time we uh, thank you. wrap up here. Yes, thank you. Uh, I think and it's next week. Really? I got a yeah, meeting yes. notice on that, yeah. so. Uh, last but not least, uh, Ernie Bailey. Ernie is with the University of Arkansas. How are you, sir? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me back. Uh, this month, we're going to talk about a number of different things. Uh, first of all, Kramer has a new device that has been certified by the HD Base T Alliance. Uh, question is whether or not certifications you know matter, uh, stuff like that. Uh, also, Corning has an antimicrobial glass, and whether or not Extron, AMX, and, and all the, the uh, boys and girls who make touch panels should start going to this. Uh, but first, we're going to talk about the five technologies that will... I don't know, make the next five years kind of interesting, at least uh, at least guys uh, in our uh, neck of the woods. Um, gentlemen, here's the, the, the article is from, uh, is from CE Pro. Um, or no, I'm sorry, Commercial Integrator. Can't even think, think this morning. Uh, commercial Integrator, here's the thing. Uh, the five tech, AV technologies that will define the next five years, uh, they list a number of them. First of all, being HD base T, obviously, AVB being another. DisplayPort, which kind of uh, shocked me, and of course, uh, good old HDMI, which, you know, well, how would we ever live without the fine, fine captive screws that are on the HDMI connectors that never, never fall out? That was sarcasm, boys. <laughs> um, so, Scott, we'll start with you. Uh, first simple question. Give me one or two uh, technologies, whether it's something on this list or, or something else that you think is, is going to make an impact in the next few years. So I think it's interesting because we're talking really about education here. For me, the Miracast is the one on this list that really mm. strikes me as um, a changing technology. I think that when I see Chromecast example, and, and they're trying to get you to, to use this for your home, I don't see the advantage of me sitting in my house getting a movie on my iPad to show on my TV right there. You know, my smart TV's got everything I need. My Apple TV's got what I need. Maybe my Blu-ray player's got all the network connection I need. But when you're in a classroom and you can do this uh, collaboration and cooperation um, from, from students in the room without wires and just really, really simple, one or two clicks, like we've seen with AirPlay or like we've seen uh, with Crestron's Air Media, Miracast promises that type of uh, thing. So I think that in education in particular, that's going to be uh, something that we see a lot of in the next five years. Okay. Uh, Ernie, uh, to you on this one, what's one or two technologies that you think is going to impact it, whether it's on this list or something that, that they, they may have missed? 
I'm going to go with uh, Scott on this one. Uh, I was looking at the Miracast as well. That seems to be something that is simple that we could easily bring into the classroom. And the big deal is it does not interfere with our existing wireless networks, which is the biggest holdback we have to a lot of these uh, technologies that we're seeing brought in that have to ride on the wireless. Uh, and there are all sorts of rules. And you know we're overloaded wireless-wise already as it is. Uh, when you bring something in that says it's an access point, our network people shut it down. Yeah, and that, and for good reason. So yes. Um, all right, Greg, uh, you and your fifteen IT departments. What? Uh, <laughs> 30, Thirty-four. I'm sorry, 34, thirty-four IT departments. Uh, what do you guys think is going to be the something that impacts not just you, you know, know education but AV in general? I I, I I I tend to agree with with the guys that that Miracast. I mean, if it is. It's not if it's not Apple and it works in a uh, in uh, you know our sort of environment with our IT restrictions such as they are. I think uh, I think it'll have some legs. I mean, when I saw that list, you know, the technologies that'll define the next five years. Well, yeah, HDMI and uh, and DisplayPort. If you're just talking in terms of technologies, they're going to be a great big pain in the you know what for the next five years because I think they will continue to be. Um, USB. I'm not quite sure where they were, what they were thinking about there. Um, HD base T. I would pick as a runner-up if we can really get to the point where they are interchangeable, which I don't think most of them are yet. And we can literally just, you know, swap device HD base T device A from from manufacturer A with uh, from manufacturer B and actually have them work together. Well, you're making a point here because not just uh, HD base T is having issues with that, but but um, but AVB as well. And I shouldn't say issues yeah. because honestly, at at Infocom last year, both pavilions had working talkers and listeners, working senders and receivers. Now, granted, it was a show floor. You know, it was a trade show floor, so everything's magical and everything works on a trade <laughs> on a trade show floor. Uh, but they are at least making, you know, progress. Uh, you know, HD Base T has their alliance and they have certifications. We'll talk about that in a second. AVB has has their certifications as well at the University of, of New Hampshire. Uh, does that matter? I mean, is that is that important to to have back and forth, or is it one of those things where, you know, what it's it, it's a Kramer or it's an Xbox or it's a Y box? You know, I'm just going to buy both ends from from the same company. There's a lot to be said for that. Actually, because yeah. there there are there are problems otherwise, and, and I I think it's I I think it is kind of also symptomatic of of other problems in that chain. Because I will I've I found using you know I use uh, uh, CAD extenders or HD base T extenders from one company. I'll put them between a switcher and a projector from two different other companies, and I'll have problems. Yeah, and and so. And they you all know, blame right, the others. Hey, <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. You, you, you're, you're, you are, if I can say so, SOL as far as mm. getting help from any of those folks because it's them. Yeah. Um, and and so right now, I I think the smart money is is on buying things from, you know, one, you know, your your companies that are the one answer. You know, it's like the old joke. Nobody ever lost their job buying IBM computers for, for years and years because 
you knew it would work. It wasn't the it wasn't necessarily the the only or even the best or even the the most cutting edge an, edge answer uh, in business, but it worked. And um, you know the the answer of getting everything from one company might not be the the most elegant or the most whiz bang or the the most economical. Know, yeah, or the, or the you know we we love AV you know being AV guys, we we love that innovative neat collection of things which just works perfectly you know that you know we put some art into it, and that doesn't always work right now. Yeah. All right. Uh, moving on, uh, ClickShare. Uh, if you're not familiar with it, it's from a company called Barco. Maybe you've heard of them. Uh, they make projectors as well. Uh, but ClickShare has a neat little uh, eh, a promotion, let's say. Uh, and this is, uh, I don't even know where I got this from. I'm staring, actually. Uh, give your customer a 30-day risk-free trial. In other words, get this in their hand. Get a demo unit for 30 days and, uh, you know, let them try it out. Uh, we're going to go around, go around the horn. And the basic question is this, guys. Do promotions like this work? Does getting the product in your hand for an extended period of time, and let's let's admit it here, a month is not a year, but it's longer than you know two or three days, and you have to ship it back in the box. Uh, Ernie, we'll start with you. Does, do promotions like this work um, to get it? You know, maybe to if you were thinking about it, maybe it gives you actual world, real world experience in your world. Uh, I like the idea, and I do try to get demos of new products that we can hold on for. Uh, 30 to 45 days whenever I can. That is difficult at times. Uh, the di the problem I have with this, at least this specific one, is that it requires a conditional PO. Oh, yeah. And that is real hard to do in our university system. Uh, you're either going to buy it or you're not, is what they tell me. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, I guess we could look at it as, as a rental period, uh, but... Uh, when I do see the ads like that, yes, I may be interested. Uh, may try to call someone, see if I can't get a hold of one, and uh, you know, do I really have to have the PO and things like that? Uh, would I like to try it for 30 days? Most definitely. Uh, and like I said, these these ads at least do get my attention. I don't always follow up with them, but uh, I do stop and read them anyway. Is 30 is 30 days long enough, or, or what would your be what would your ideal be? Obviously, you're not going to keep it for a year, but what would your ideal? I'm not going to keep – I would say 30 to 45 days would be what I would really like to see. Uh, realistically, we're going to spend probably two weeks of time with it. Yeah. Uh, and if I've got uh, 30 days, we've got time to kind of work it into the schedule. If you give me less than that, we're rushing. We're not going to spend a lot of time with it. Uh, and, you know, if an emergency comes up in a classroom – then that's going to take priority, and uh, we're just going to push it to the side. So Amen, uh, the third, you know, like I said, at least thirty days is what I would like to see. Yeah, the whole emergency thing always gets you, uh, yeah. Mr. Brown. Uh, if you had this for thirty days, is this something that works for you guys? Where getting it in your hands helps make the purchasing decision? Well, I, I, I agree with Ernie that uh, yeah, getting a conditional PO like that is is not going to happen, but. You know, I'm kind of reminded of what, what was the line you once used, Tim? Your your UC freaking LA. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm sorry. I mean, we're kind of in the position where you know 
we ask we get a, a, a 30 day trial of pretty much anything. I mean, I don't know. Um, I really can't think of anything where if when we've asked, we haven't gotten um, something as a demo and really we shouldn't and you know if it came right down to it if we if we couldn't do that we probably wouldn't buy something based on that aren't you guys something Jeez. well i i i hate to make it sound that way but <laughs> but, but hey you know when you got it you got it but, but here, here's the other side of that more higher ed folks and i understand it's not here but here's the other side of that the C part of UCLA stands for California, and y'all ain't got any money anymore. So. <laughs> uh, apparently, things are turning around. Oh, really? We, we don't have any water now, but oh, uh, but the the new budget includes a uh, an increase for for both the UCs and the Cal State systems. Wow! Yeah. It means Greg gets a raise. Good for you. Uh, <laughs> Never I'm mind. not seeing that happening. All right, Mr. Tyner. Uh, does stuff like this work for you? I mean, getting things in your campus, in your hands, in your actual classrooms. Uh, do promotions like this work, or is it just kind of a, yeah, not a waste of your time, but like something silly? Yeah, so, you know, we're about as, as uh, geographically and um, <laughs> economically <laughs> size-wise different from uh, UCLA <laughs> as you can get. And so for us, you know, this this to me really speaks to somebody who's just on the fence about buying this, um, and just doesn't really want to um, quite yet commit to it. They want to just see it in action. Um, so for me, this isn't going to interest me to buy uh, ClickShare. Um, I actually have no interest in ClickShare to begin with, so this certainly, <laughs> well, <yeah. laughs> this, this certainly wouldn't intrigue me to do it. Um, and part of it is that whole, like they've said, the whole PO thing. Um, you know, certainly. We like getting demos. Uh, we don't get them as easy as, as uh, UC friggin' LA does. Um, but you know, I don't. I don't think uh, that this is is for just anybody who stumbles upon it and goes, "Oh, hey, I'd like to try one of those out." It's for somebody who's got a room and and pl a plan in place uh, and decides that this is the time to try it out. Okay, that's valid. Uh, we mentioned it before, Kramer, uh, or just in extenders in general. Uh, but we'll speak a little bit more directly uh, about uh, this, this specific product. Kramer has a new uh, range extender, uh, and it's been certified by the HD Base T Alliance. If you're not familiar with HD Base T, it's it's a point-to-point -point, um, HD and control and audio. Uh, I'm sorry, HD video and audio and control. And if you believe the HD Base T Alliance um, pavilion last year, power soon, uh, at least a small amount of power uh, very soon. But it 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 sends HD um, audio and vid HD video and audio and all that stuff over Cat Five over Twisted Pair, um, and you can do longer ranges, right? I mean, you can do things like you know um, the typical HD HDMI cable. At least uh, depends on which one you look at. They're sometimes rated for thirty me uh, thirty feet, sometimes rated for fifty feet. Even though there are people who will sell you a thousand foot HDMI cable. <laughs> and those people should be slapped. Um, but yeah, that's the problem with HDMI is there's not really a good standard that says this is how long this is supposed to go, right? So that's why stuff like HD Base T and, and uh, DM and AMX's Twisted Pair Solution have come out is because they will certify it for X amount of feet. Uh, Scott, we'll start with you on this one. Is First of all, does it matter that it's been certified by the 
technology alliance that they're that they're going after. So in other words, this this one is HD base T. So does it matter that the folks who do HD base T does it matter that they've certified this? Uh, it I don't believe it does. You know, I think that if we've done some reading on on HD base T. Um, there's various levels of certification. Um, you know, some levels carry uh, audio and video. Some levels carry audio and Ethernet. Some levels carry carry blah blah blah. Um, I think that that's our problem with HD base T right now. And I think that again, if we talk about technologies of the next five years, um, one of the things we're going to look at is a an HD base T type of connectivity. I think that is a, like a lot of technologies. It's it's um, there's some frustration with HD base T to start, and so what we, what we end up with is not going to be HD base T. It's going to be something different, but that same concept of, um, you know, all of this stuff over um, UTP. And I, I say UTP hoping because I, what drives me nuts is um, is when people start talking about shielded twisted pair, um, because it the beauty of UTP. Um, is it's everywhere, and mm-hmm. shielded twisted pair is not, um, and you get caught a lot on that. So I don't think that it matters that, that Kramer uh, has gotten um, the certification. I think the products and um, the the promise of the technology um, is is encouraging. Okay, uh, Greg, for you guys, uh, does it matter that that this has been certified? Does that help sell it to the the IT folks? Greg has muted himself, so that's always fun. All right, we'll move on to Ernie. Uh, <laughs> Ernie, does it matter <laughs> that he's been certified? Uh, for most things, I would say yes, but for the what we're seeing with the HD base T and what certification really means, uh, I'm going to say no. I back because hey, Greg, welcome back. <laughs> uh, but uh, you know. Uh, like we said, there's so many different flavors of HD base T. Uh, and yes, they tell us if it's certified, the two devices are going to talk to each other no matter who made them. I, I haven't found that to be true. Uh, yeah. So uh, I haven't tried a whole lot. So we found what we like and we stick with it. Uh, when we start seeing, uh, you know, the HD uh, base T devices, uh, where they're more like a connector, yeah. you know, they're they're fully interchangeable. You don't you don't have to have uh, brand X at both ends, and it really works and it does what they tell us it's supposed to do. Uh, then I'll look at the certification again, and we'll look at the various products. But right now, I'm going to have to get it in and test it, like we talked about with the previous yeah, yeah, discussion here. Yeah. All right, Mr. Brown, you thought you found your unmute button. Uh... What does yeah, this stuff- you know, hey, this, this has a this has a switch on it, and when you throw the switch, it, it gets really quiet. I'm sorry. I, on, on your end, an, an AV guy is talking <laughs> about a switch that he doesn't understand. Yeah, you know, toggle switch. What a new con. What a radical mm-hmm. new concept. And I was sounding intelligent there for a I'm minute. I'm certain too, you were. So. Hey, Greg. Actually, that was the that was the smartest thing I've ever heard you say. On the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so your softball slow pitch all over, over to the plate. The oh tiny. man. Uh, yeah. No, what, what I was going to actually, what I was saying was that uh, you know, with with all apologies to our our former colleague Matt Silverman, what is the greatest thing about standards? There's so many. To there choose are from. so many to choose from, um, and. 
I think it's great. I would like to see more companies making this effort. I mean, my my days of being a little hesitant about the uh, uh, interchangeability of HDA-based tea products have general have definitely come to a middle. Um, so we'll 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 see where we'll see where this leads. I think it's a good move, but they, they've got a way to go. All right. So let me let me throw this one at you guys because. I, I think it is. I actually think it does matter. I think it's it's important for HD based T to push forward and and for them to make inroads into the AV industry as well as as you know for us taking this to IT guys right because let's be honest a lot of us have to deal with the IT departments so that this plus AVB's push to get their certification up and running in the University of New Hampshire. Um, that being the case, this, this question came to me, and, and if, it, if it's nothing, then you guys can tell me, tell me I'm silly and we'll move on. With the exception of, with, with outside of HD base T and, and AVB, are there anything that you need or want or would desire to see certified, right? Whether that's uh, lumens, you know, because that's one thing that we've talked about before, the fact that, that not every manufacturer measures lumens the same. And then we get into the whole laser and LED and OLED um, technologies and, and all that jazz, or is it you know decibel is, is technically one thing that you could that, that is a standard, uh, but are there any certifications maybe that you would see useful um, in AV, whether it's projectors or whether it's IT uh, connectivity or what have you, uh, Greg? You muted yourself again, brother. I don't believe this. <laughs> I'm I'm just I'm having a great day. You are having an awesome day. <laughs> UCL freaking A. Like I said, your tax slide, dollars at work, slide, Californians. Slide switch, what a concept. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, and there goes my train of thought. Um, I I think actually this is this is probably one of the the key ones that I can think of. Uh, HD base T and. Um, you know, probably AVB once it gets past being AB, like it is now. Mm -hmm. um, th those are, I think, the areas where we're having trouble or seem to be having trouble. Um, at least from my perspective, I'd be curious to hear what the other guys have to say. Ernie, uh, for you, is there, are there anything that, that you could see having a, a use for having a certification like this? Uh, I mean... We're, we're kind of new into that in the AV industry and seeing uh, standards and, you know, we've had best practices for a long time. I would like to see standards, you know, like you said, on lumens. I don't know that we ever will. Yeah. Uh, I would like to. Uh, I think uh, anything measurable, we should have a standard that we try to set to. Uh, but, you know, determining how to, how to measure it and where to measure it, you know, uh, we're looking at a lot of audio standards in the industry right now. So, but as far as uh, a certification uh, on like the HD uh, base T stuff that we just talked about, um, I don't know that the certification is going to help or the standardization is going to help right now. I'd like to see it, but I don't. I don't see it happening. Yeah, uh, Mr. Tyner. Last but not least, for you on this one. Uh, any sort of certifications or you know standards? Yeah, so I think that that um, all of us have experienced uh, this um, 
promises that, that never come true, these standards that aren't really standards. And I think that particularly with HD-based T or, or AVB, they're so massive, right? I mean, HD-based T or AVB, AVB, we're talking about our entire infrastructure. Like, you know, this will carry everything. And so it's really hard to believe or see a time where that can be, you know, completely standardized um, and, and um, uh, have these, these stamps of approval on them. But if you look at smaller things like we talked about earlier, like Miracast, you know, again, you're not, you're not, Talking about uh, communication between, you know, 800 million different things. It's you've got Miracast on both ends and, and specific standards that it matches to meet both ends. That type of certification is uh, very valuable. I think the other one that we uh, see more and more of is is on people and not on equipment. I have really, over time, come to find um, certifications, whether it's in uh, from a company or from Infocom, to be really valuable and actually mean something. Okay, so and I, I get what you're saying about Miracast because I, I get the whole you know, end-to-end. Is there is there a value, though, in having a standard that can be crossed, cross-platform, you know, where, you know, it, granted, this may be a holy grail and, and it may be pie in the sky, but it is kind of what AVB and both HD base, and, and HD base T is saying, where you don't have to stick with brand Y or brand B or brand C. You can you know, if it works, right, um, you know, you can get it from wherever you want. So is there a value maybe in, in doing something like Mirac- like you're saying with Miracast, only maybe a more open standard? So, so sure. So maybe all three of us um, have, have, gone, have gone towards the, um, the reality view of this. So yes. um, if, if you're saying, is it valuable? Of course. I mean, there's no question, right? If we yeah. knew that if something said HB – HD base T and that was stamped on the front of it that meant it would work with anything I mean we I'd, I'd go on vacation next week it'd be it'd be fantastic <laughs> yes because when brand a goes out of business and you've lost exactly. one end of the device yeah. you know just being able to go out and buy from brand Z that just came on the market and know that I plug it in and it's going to uh, communicate and give me what I need yeah that would be great uh, I'd love to see it uh, do I expect it? No. We're just a bunch of curmudgeon old realists. <laughs> I was going to yeah. say, t- Tiny would go on vacation if he could get out of the house at this point. Oh, <laughs> nice. That was a snow joke from the guy who has a beach three miles from his house. So. <laughs> no, it's about six. Thank you very much. Uh, <laughs> here's the other thing, and this is something we've talked about before, but it's the whole idea of... Uh, breaking up one relationship and, and going mm-hmm. you know going out with another scott's written about a couple times on his blog on rave um that helps that honestly in my opinion because one of the things uh amx has a has a new education um liaison at least for the, the st louis the midwest area and, and that was one of the conversations i had with her i said you know look we we have a lot of crestron on our campus we have a fair amount of extron on our campus uh you make a good product i, I do like some of amx's stuff the issue is the fact that that a long time ago, for whatever reason, our campus decided to standardize on Crestron. And what you're asking me to do is not this year or next year or in one in one year, but over the course of time, ask my administration for, I don't know, three hundred and fifty, four hundred thousand dollars to switch out perfectly good equipment <laughs> and you know right. to get all that stuff back on. And if we had something like this, 
like you said, one goes out of business or you know what? One just kind of goes off the deep end and goes crazy and stops going to Infocom and ISE and stuff like that. You know, um, <laughs> you, you can go to another brand and, and you know, yeah, that's I guess just for the record, Tim said that <laughs> I didn't say I said, you know, maybe you stop going for whatever reason, you know. I yeah, know. but they know where I live. <laughs> they don't know where I live, <laughs> thankfully. Uh, all right, guys, uh, you are listening and, and watching EdTech. Thank you so much for doing so. That gentleman right there is Scott Tyner. He's up in Bates College. Uh, UCLA boy there is Greg Brown and uh, Ernie Bailey from the University of Arkansas. Right, Ernie, where you're at, is it still the Razorbacks or is it like a sub? Do you guys have your own team? Uh, we're, we're pretty much support the Razorbacks. Okay. Uh, we do not... Our campus is strictly a health science campus, so we do not have any sports. So you fix the football players? Yeah, we fix the football <laughs> players, exactly. Okay. All right. Uh, last but not least, guys, we're going to go to to this one on uh, the Corning antimicrobial gorilla glass. Uh, according to ZDNet, uh, it is a must-have for kiosks. And, of course, I see kiosk, I see gorilla glass, who did an incredible uh, presentation at Infocom last year. If you happen to see it, uh, yeah, it was very impressive. They had very large men and women pushing on this glass and trying to break it, and it was not. It was not possible. They had uh, uh, these steel beams that you could jam into their glass and push on it with everything you had, and it wasn't touching. So, uh, first question for the for you though was this: uh, whether it's antimicrobial or whatever else Gorilla Glass has. How long before we start seeing uh, touch panel manufacturers, whether it's AMX or Crestron or Extron or, or whoever, uh, start incorporating things like Gorilla Glass? Because I can't be the only one who has seen um, a smashed up touch panel. Uh, Scott, we'll start with you on this one. Should, uh, should touch panel manufacturers start inc incorporating this unbreakable stuff? Um, so I actually have never, uh, we've never had a smashed touch panel Seriously? here at Gates. Oh wow! Um, yeah, we've I'll got well-behaved. I'll send you well some of my people. faculty. <laughs> uh, yeah, right. <laughs> it wasn't students that broke it. No. So you're you are, for starters, you are talking to just a certified germaphobe right now. Okay. Um, the, the, as you can see, my, my shelf's almost empty, but one of the things that's back there is Lysol wipes. Of course. And, and, my, and my entire office gets wiped down every time somebody leaves it. Is that um, product placement? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and I've also got hand sanitizer right ready at, at, at the go on my that's desk. That's not nearly a big um, enough jar. Oh, I've got like five of them. <laughs> I, I don't run out of hand sanitizer. So for me, that is, that's really important. I hate going into a room and touching a touch panel and, and knowing – People have done all kinds of weird things to it. Um, and I think certainly for um, some type of premium, um, when you're talking about digital signage, um, the Gorilla Glass would be really fantastic and helpful uh, because we have seen um, it get damaged. I don't even want to say by, by misuse. You know, you, hang, you put something in a hallway that's going to get a 1,000 people walking by it a day. Something's going to happen to it eventually. You know, somebody hits it with a bag or whatever. But for me, the, um, the touch panel on... Uh, the the podium in the classroom, um, I I would not choose to pay a premium for the Gorilla Glass on that. And not even the antimicrobial stuff. Oh, I I would absolutely <laughs> pay for a premium on yeah. that. Um, but I actually just use latex gloves when I need to do that. Oh, Lord, <laughs> you are. Uh, all right, Mr. Brown, UCLA. Uh, what's uh, what say you on the Gorilla Glass? Whether it's the unbreakable stuff or the antimicrobial or. Uh, 
I think they're I think they're both important, and I hope to see both of them out soon, uh, or more more commonly available than they are. We don't have a lot of touch panels yet. Um, but we have a lot of uh, computer monitors on arms, and mm. it was not typically the glass that got broken. They would spin those around and smash the the sides of the plastic case uh, a lot on those, unfortunately. But um, I think as we get more touch panels out, yeah, I I think um, the the breakage to some extent, but also the the antimicrobial aspect I think some of your more um, as as uh, uh, I'm gonna get myself into terrible trouble here That's right. as uh, yeah what do you care right <laughs> um, <laughs> if you are a more if I can say the word that I'm I hear bandied about all the time a more elite university um, I think you are sometimes susceptible to having uh, faculty who edge ever so closer to the more prima donna side of the, oh, of the scale and so i i fully suspect that uh touching touch panels i you know i've i've seen them get tas to to open their email because they had trouble opening their email so i think getting people to manipulate touch panels for them is is uh you know not going to be surprising to me yeah. Uh, all right, Mr. Bailey, you'll have the last word on this. Uh, both either the unbreakable stuff and the and the uh, anti-germ one. Okay. Well, the unbreakable stuff sounds nice to me. The uh, anti-germ, the antimicrobial, uh, is what really sounds good. You know, we are a health science campus, mm-hmm. and we have, uh, you know, our physicians are also, uh, or our faculty are also physicians or nurses or pharmacists that are dealing uh, with patients and uh, with whatever and something uh, that makes it a little bit safer in the classroom as well as when we're now putting more devices closer to patient care areas you know we're we're becoming less and less segregated between the academic and the health science parts of our campus so I see that as a as a big push we're putting in uh, kiosk for uh, patient interaction and things like that so uh, I, I really like that. I, like I said, I don't have a breakage issue uh, here on our campus very often with touch panels, uh, but that would be a bonus. All right. Let me let me tell you my, my one breakage story just because I've said it. I, I don't know if on this show I've said it on maybe a week before. Uh, so we get a call uh, that a touch panel does not work. And um, walk in, and there's a 17-inch Crestron touch panel. Now, for those of you who are familiar with Crestron over the years, a 17-inch touch panel used to cost roughly fifteen to seventeen thousand uh, dollars. Thousand dollars an inch. Yeah, thousand dollars exactly. Thousand dollars an inch. So you've got this this screen, and it is there's a an indention in the middle of it, and it has sh- it's shattered and uh, spiderwebbed all over the place, and you can clearly see where there was a fist straight in the middle of it. <laughs> <clears throat> After some slight investigation, not much because I'm not the greatest investigator in the world. Turns out that one of our faculty who has, you know, more PhDs than I have letters in my last name, uh, was insulted by the touch panel because he had shut it off, and how dare it tell him that he has to wait 90 seconds to turn it back on again. Let that sink in for a second, gentlemen. 
He had to wait 90 seconds because that's how long the projector took to cool down. And so the person who programmed it uh, put that on there like most of us have in, in, in some of our touch panels. Uh, a cool down period with a little progress bar and he didn't take too kindly to a piece of technology telling him he had to do anything. So That cool down period wasn't working. No it, no, <laughs> no, it did not. No, it did and, not. And, and you're clearly far more of an elite university than I, uh, well, than I yeah. thought you were at there, Tim. Yeah, that was, yeah. And because he's got so many PhDs, we were just told pretty much to eat it and buy a new one as quickly as possible and get it in there as quickly as possible. So, And we had to take off that little 90 seconds uh, cool down. So, yeah. All right. That's wow. all I got. Yeah, that's the only story I got. It's the best so one I got. So how mad would he have been if he couldn't have broken it? <laughs> that's awesome. That's very nice. <laughs> Very yeah, well what, done. What, yeah, probably that, he would probably that, be you know, more that's mad. That's the question. What 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 does he hit next? <sighs> Student, I don't know. You should have changed it to a 120 <laughs> second cooldown period. There you go. An hour. You have to. That's that's the upgrade. Ten. Yeah. That, that's that's how you solve that one. Corning, corning unbreakable glass, and you have to wait an hour. <laughs> that's awesome. All right, guys, that's going to do it for this month. Uh, with us, as always, Mr. Scott Tyner. Uh, he is from Bates College, but he's also a fine blogger and columnist for Rave Publications. How can people find you, sir? Uh, either over at Rave here or on Twitter at S. Tyner. All right. Uh, UCLA boy there who's uh, enjoying probably Bermuda shorts and a nice short sleeve shirt. Name is Greg Brown. 80 degrees for the uh, last two weeks. I do feel your pain. Yeah, well, you know. It was 10 and, this morning uh, when I woke up. Next Wednesday, January 29th mm -hmm. at 1 o'clock, I believe that is 1 o'clock Pacific. Yeah, oh, it's 4 o'clock Eastern. Wow. Yeah, it That's was kind great. of a... Yeah, yeah. Their, their first choice was 7 o'clock Pacific, which I didn't think was a, was a great choice either, but... Um, 7 a.m. or p.m. Pacific? Se 7 a.m. Pacific. That's fine, yeah. Yeah, who cares yeah. if nobody, yeah. nobody's out on the Pacific time anyway? We're, we're not in from lounging on the beach, you exactly. know, with having our morning mai tais, right? Greg is still so surfing. So that's at that's the tech, right? That's so that's the technology managers council meeting. Uh, if you're interested, if you're not a member, go on the Infocom website and uh, look up the technology managers council and join. We have a, yet another. Uh, we have a, a different person. Uh, who is our official contact person? We're unlike contact our, of the month. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's like our fourth in the last year, I think. So, obviously, I'm having quite an effect being uh, the council president. <laughs> well, you're also you going to have. I had the same person for three years when I was. There. <laughs> well, that's the thing is the one the one thing I forgot to mention at the beginning <laughs> of, this, of this show is the fact that all three of you are, are either present, obviously, with Greg, or former technology manager council chairs. So. Uh, just, and just I'll just throw out there, like like Ernie, I had the same person for my entire tenure. So <laughs> yeah, just just remember, guys, they're looking for somebody to take over when I leave, and um, you know, it's it it's like cooking at the firehouse. The guy who complains the most, you know, gets the job. So uh, keep keep it up, both of you. Did, did, did I mention that I'm I'm having to resign from it? So, uh, Ernie, how can people find you, sir? Uh, find me on LinkedIn. Uh, it's probably the best way to get a hold of me. All right. So. Very good. Uh, you don't don't find me. It's I'm just an idiot. Uh, but go by the website if you would, please. Uh, our web team uh, has done an awful, awful, wonderful job. Uh, it's it's getting better every day. Um, it's a great website. Thank you. Now. 
Uh, I didn't do it, but thank you. <laughs> um, <laughs> avnation.tv, avnation.tv, the latest blogs, the latest uh, podcast that we have. Uh, just did a lot. I didn't do it, but but uh, George Tucker just did a, a new live life, uh, which is our live staging and event show. Uh, we have a new social uh, media, uh, our, our uh, AV social coming out. Uh, and I was just emailing this morning uh, Steve Greenblatt of our control con- uh, of Control Concepts, who does our state of control, uh, and he's going to have one out either next week or week after next. So, yeah, go by the website avnation.tv, avnation.tv. So, thanks so much for listening. This has been EdTech.